Hey there, thoughtful listener. This is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. I'm so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free. No credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. We're also actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast, the one you're listening to. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now let's get on with the show. With us right now, it's Brian Fritton. Brian, you are the CEO of Havoc Shield, and Havoc Shield is found on the web at HavocShield.com. Brian, thank you for joining us. Thanks a ton for having me, Josh. All right. Give us the overview. What is Havoc Shield? Sure. Uh, so I can't tell you what Havoc Shield is without a little bit of an origin story. So multi-time founder, you know, uh, startup guy. And in the last few that I've I've started, I've been the guy in the hot seat, sort of responsible for defending those small companies from attacks mm-hmm. and helping us win business with larger enterprises who more and more are getting way more serious about the, the vendors that they'll do business with when it comes to their security. And it was a really tough thing to do because I wasn't originally from the security world. I was a software engineer, you know? Mm-hmm. And what we had to do inside the building, not being able to afford uh, you know, the the quarter million dollar a year starting security salaries uh, uh, is uh, is kind of build up our security program ourselves to be able to protect ourselves and, 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 and use security as a competitive advantage in winning customers. Uh, and so when I got out of the, that last business, I said, there's this has got to be a problem for other folks and found that absolutely it is right. Talking to other CTOs, directors of engineering, folks like that, uh, found that people get stuck in this hot seat. Uh, given that extra responsibility a lot. So what we did is kind of like what TurboTax did for, you know, complicated tax prep. We took the ocean of, uh, you know, uh, complexity that is the cybersecurity topic in mm-hmm. small business. And we baked it into a step-by-step plan that, you know, your existing team, your non-experts uh, can can execute on. Yeah. Um, Brian, if we don't do it your way, what is the common way of addressing cybersecurity within, you know, how do maybe old school providers that would be serving your audiences, how do they do things differently? Yeah, so a number of folks will engage contractors uh, and contractors are great. Like we we regularly work alongside uh, very well-experienced professional cybersecurity practitioners. Uh, The problem with uh, always leveraging those folks is a, they get expensive quite fast. Uh, B, to do all of like the early foundational stuff, you know, the 101, the 201 level types of things that, you know, frankly, unfortunately, a lot of us still don't have done, no judgment, but a lot of us still don't have done. Uh, you know, it's just, it's it's sort of a really expensive way to get it done. And then nowadays with everyone trying to get more serious about their security, these people are booked for months in advance, right? And you need to get serious about it now. The other side of it is 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 frankly non-consumption, which is just sort of unacceptable uh, anymore, right? Just people doing nothing in security, and that's usually where we find people are moving from. And now they're saying, "I got to be proactive about this." I'm seeing it slow down in my revenue, my pipeline. I'm seeing my people in my ecosystem and in my industry get attacked and deal with the types of you know financial mm-hmm. and reputational impacts. I don't want to deal with that. 
I'm getting maybe declined or my, my insurance is going up because I'm, I, I haven't been able to answer those types of things. So they, they have, they, they're, they're doing this stage change from doing nothing to trying to do something. And so, um, they quickly usually find out that doing this internally by themselves is, uh, is something that you really don't want to have to do because we all have our day jobs, right? You got a roadmap to get to sort of thing. Um, and so those are the two primary things that we run into. Yeah. Um, so Brian, I, obviously I want to have a, a good conversation around, you know, threats that you're seeing today, risks that, that you see maybe a lot of your clients coming in are like, you know, where there's some, there's some threat. I mean, there's some exposure there. Um, and I want to talk about that, but before we do, I noticed something on your LinkedIn that I wanted to ask you about is that you, you you've done a lot of volunteer uh, work with law enforcement. Yeah, um, and meanwhile, though, you're serving as a CTO. Um, yep. do, do you mind sharing a little bit about what, what that volunteer work was? Yeah, sure. Um, through all the, 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 the businesses and to a, a more personal extent in my life, it's always been, uh, important to me to feel like I was protecting other people. Um, and you can see that in security here, right? We're protecting other founders, mm-hmm. right? Um, and in a lot of the businesses that I've started or been part of in the past, the, the same, the same mission has sort of come out. Um, I, I was a, a reserve LAPD officer when I had my last startup in Los Angeles. Uh, and the idea there was, uh, look, you know, policing is a, a hugely controversial, tough thing to talk about, uh, between, uh, many different sides, uh, mm-hmm officers and, and and the whole law enforcement community and everyday people. And uh, I thought that the reserve program, which is a, a part-time program where you're a, a certified law enforcement officer, you, know, you go out, uh, you know, patrolling as a normal officer would, um, uh, was a fantastic way to try to bridge some of those gaps uh, between the communities and make it less of an us versus them conversation mm-hmm. and educate myself so that I can have conversations with people like you and your listeners to say, you know, here's why things work certain ways. And the other, the other side of that works too, right? Is these full-time officers, they want to know what their community thinks about them because frankly, like cops just hang out with cops, right? They don't really hang out with a whole lot of other people who are not cops <laughs> uh, and they want to know, you know, what's, what, how are they thought about, you know, these are people too. And so, you know, frankly, I did it for uh, the ability to kind of help bridge those gaps Again, you know, my mission to protect other people uh, came into play where uh, I'm pretty good at chaos. You know, I've been I've started a couple of startups, so I, I'm, I'm no no stranger to 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 that. Uh, and, you know, the the training was really excellent to get to. Um, so it's a, it was a good bit of fun. I would imagine that you picked up some skills that are probably pretty helpful uh, in a boardroom in a meeting, you know, talking with, uh, you know, team members, or certainly when there's a dispute, uh, I would imagine that that's come in helpful. Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't, uh, I don't scare easily. And as you can tell from my, my monotone radio voice, uh, <laughs> you know, I stay pretty even keeled, I suppose. Yeah. Which is good. Like you want someone as cool under pressure when they're, you know, managing, you know, oh my gosh, all of our, you know, our, our clients or customers data was just breached and, you know, they're in absolute chaos mode. You know, you want someone with a very, very cool head to say, here is how we are going to fix this. Yep, you know, and, right. and yeah, that, that calm and setting force, it's not bad. That's, that, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. 
think of thinking about what real the, what the real risks are today uh, for a typical small business. Let's say they they're collecting um, user data, um, including personal data. Um, you know, working you know with customers. Um, maybe even handling, hopefully not, well, you know, maybe handling financial information, that sort of thing. Um, isn't it, you know, in terms of like risks you see, I think a lot of times, you know, we we get lulled into a false sense of security based on the vendors that we use and the platforms that we use. We're like, well, look, you know, that's, you know, we trust that they say they've got this icon on here that says they use, you know, government grade security on their stuff. And so it must be good. Um, but but like what would be kind of those? Let me ask a question this way. What would be those initial way, initial best practices to do an audit uh, to find out where our biggest vulnerabilities may be? Yeah, that's a great question. And you're right, is a lot of us outsource uh this sort of concern to, well, we use Microsoft or, you know, Google Workspace or Dropbox, whatever. We don't, you know, we don't have to worry about security, which is just not true. They're just different types of uh, threat vectors is what we would call them. Right. Um, and so, the, you know, the first few, thing, few, first few things that you can kind of do to evaluate, do you have the bare minimum uh, is actually a relatively simple list. Uh, the first thing is, uh, 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 your logins. So it's really, really easy uh, to get caught up in uh, a phishing message, uh, to go to the wrong website, uh, to ha have another company like Dropbox or someone else get breached and your passwords get exposed. Um, and so getting a hold of your logins, uh, your keys to the castle is unfortunately easier than a lot of people think. And so one of the very first things that I tell everyone, personal, professional, uh, is go and enable multi-factor authentication. Mm -hmm. Multi-factor authentication, right, is that like the code you have to type in after you type in your password. A lot of people see it enabled by default now on your, your bank accounts and stuff like that. Um, if someone gets all of your, 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 uh, your account information, they got to have that code too. And that just makes it that much more difficult for someone to get access. Um, we like to say, use the app, don't use text messaging because you know, there's a lot of attacks that, that folks can use to, to get a hold of those text messages too. It's not foolproof in any way, but it's a whole new brick wall in front of attackers. So that's the first thing. The other thing is actually less technical. Uh, the, the, the thing is uh, people are very often the, uh, the, the problem here. And yeah. they yeah. can absolutely be the solution so that, you know, um, you, you can have as many technical defenses and abilities to recover from attack and all that good stuff. Um, a very sophisticated program, but if your people are clicking on links all day long that they shouldn't be, uh, mm -hmm. or they're sharing passwords on sticky notes or whatever that might look like, um, uh, you, you're never, you're never going to beat it. And so uh, uh, I would say uh, expose your staff to these types of things early and often. There is fantastic training out there. It's no longer the like slide deck that you have to just sit through and like think about something else. There's there's really, really good interactive training that's done out there. We have it in our program. Mm. Um, and uh, and you can make it a, a learning experience, not a punishment, right? And so uh, train your staff how to, how to spot different types of attacks, different phishing emails, 
uh, different uh, social engineering attacks of people calling into your company, pretending to be a customer or a vendor and getting you to change a password or a, a bank account information. Um, how do you how do you plan to to deal with that? Right. Um, wow. Thinking through how humans can be used uh, in a breach is a is a huge issue. Yeah. You know, I, uh, I, I love that idea. You know, I'm just kind of thinking of like stuff that, that we could do, you know, even just kind of as a, you know, as an agency, you know, internally, I think the first thing is, uh, is like, listen, if it's, well, <laughs> can we talk about uh, just general best practices for passwords? Cause this drives me crazy because sure. I, you, we, in the old days, you could use the same password for everything. Like you shouldn't, but that's kind of what everyone did, right? And it was that same password. You used it over and over again. Then you changed the last letter to a number. Then you added a, an exclamation point to it. So you could kind of keep up with the requirements. Yeah. Um, I'll let you say it. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, what, what do you think of all that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's... Uh... Passwords are the bane of my existence uh, and, and everyone's right. Um, uh, you just want to get into your account. Right. And so uh, there's, there's some new technology coming up that I think uh, have a good chance of, of uh, making passwords a thing of the past, but it's going to take years and years still, obviously. Wow. Um, but I've heard of that. What is it? So there's new uh, um, behavior based and, uh, what I'd call, um, uh, uh, hardware token based, you know, that like you've got your security keys and things like that, um, that work together. So they measure the biometrics of how you type, for example. Um, and then they pair that with, Hey, you know, do you have a security key installed and are you logging in from the same place you usually log in? So more of these behavior types of things are paired with some of the biometrics that act as your password um, uh, that do away with the need necessarily for, for a password. There I, are, heard, I heard that the CAPTCHA images, like where they say, click all of the images that contain a crosswalk or a truck or a bridge or whatever, right? It, it doesn't really even matter that you get it right so much as you know, a human would mm. typically behave and click at this pace, at this rate, at this speed. And yep. yep, that feels human. And so that's more important than actually getting it right. Cause sometimes I find myself arguing, I'm like, well, I mean, it's kind of in the picture, but not really. And so I'm like, ah, do I click it or not? And I'm like, I click submit, not clicking it. And I'm like, oh, did I get it wrong? Oh, I'm going to have to do it again. And it's that doesn't matter as much as, you know, just acting like a human. I get angry when they say click all the pictures of planes and the, they, they, they put a little red X on what's obviously a plane. Uh, but uh, but no, you're right. Is uh, Yeah, there's a lot of secret sauce and stuff like that. And they can measure that behavioral stuff, right? Where your cursor ends up clicking and how often, or if you unclick something and reclick the other thing and all that sort of stuff that, you know, you can train computers to do too, but it's kind of a cat and mouse game, just like, you know, a lot yeah. of stuff in security. Yeah. But on passwords, uh, while we st still have to deal with them, which again, I think is, is several years still, uh, even with the, the new technology coming out, um, uh, there's been updated guidance um, from lots of very, very uh, respectable firms in government and, and, and the private sector that say, 
actually don't make people change their passwords because that's all they're going to do, right? They're going to use the same password, but they're going to add a one and an exclamation point at the end. And attackers obviously know that's what people normally do too. Um, so uh, instead, what's recommended is that you have a password that is at least 12 characters long. Anything under that can routinely be breached in days or weeks, um, where if you've got 12 characters, you know, it's measured in multiple months, if not years and years. Um, and so uh, use, uh, use a 12 character minimum long password. Yeah. Um, it actually doesn't matter so much at that point if uh, you're mixing character case and, and, mm -hmm. and, and symbols and numbers and all that stuff, but it can't hurt. The biggest thing I'll say with passwords is unique on every single thing you use. And yes. I know that sounds hard uh, because how are you going to remember 12 plus character long passwords that are different for every single thing you use, use a password manager. Right. They are, they are, if not free, extremely affordable. Uh, they will help you store everything securely, uh, unique password for everything. They'll auto fill the login form for you. So you never have to type it in anyway. This is, this is one of the first assets that are included in our plan that we help you roll out to your whole team. And we include not only one for your, your work, uh, but we also give everyone a personal one too. And they don't, they don't talk to each other. You just get them right. Mm -hmm. so it keeps everything safe because with everyone sort of working remotely, there's a lot of people working on their, their remote, their, you know, their home networks and their home computers. So you got to keep the employees safe personally too. Yeah. Um, Brian, um, boy, uh, you know, we, we spent so much time on this and I really appreciate that. Um, when folks go to Havoc Shield, one thing that they'll notice is that when they click on pricing, which everybody does, um, you have your pricing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tell, tell me about why you do that. Yeah. I mean, a lot of stuff in the security industry, Josh, is just like unnecessarily complex and jargon filled and hidden behind the curtain and built with a lot of fear, uncertainty and doubt. Uh, we wanted to be different, right? Um, we're, we take that that TurboTax analogy pretty seriously, right? So everything from how we use language, you know, to describe what we're doing, um, from you know, to the design of things, uh, into uh, how we represent ourselves to possible customers is sort of taken into account there. And uh, frankly, if I'm a small business owner, if, you know, if I'm a, you know, a head of a financial advisory firm or fintech startup or uh, whatever it might be, I'm shopping for something that's going to help solve this problem, right? Then uh, uh, I want to know really what this is going to cost because, you know, we all have budgets and we can't afford, uh, you know, several thousand dollars a, a, a month to get started on, on this. And, uh, we feel that our value, our, our our value proposition, the things that we include, the problems that we solve for you, making it easier to win customers through security and, and protect yourself from, from those types of reputational financial impacts are well worth the value. And we think that, you know, uh, uh, we can expose our pricing and not hide behind any sort of, you know, marketing tactics or, or uh, sales techniques that, you know, uh, uh, you know, are kind of slimy behind the scenes sort of thing. We, we want to make sure that it's as simple for you to give it a try and know what you're getting into as possible. Yeah. Yeah. And that website, again, your website, Brian, is 
shield.com. Uh, when, when folks go there, um, what would you recommend? Oh, you've got a 14 day trial. Um, you've got a, uh, I see right here, like what's this, uh, run a vulnerability scanner. Is, are you showing like, uh, what it looks like when you use the tool? Yeah. So we, we cool. try to expose the tools that are inside the tool, uh, tools, the tools that are inside the platform so that you know what's going to be available to you. One of them is a vulnerability scanner, right? Um, there's there's the password manager that we talked about, the training and all that sort of stuff. Um, we make a free trial available so you can go and try those things, right? Um, you got to see, hey, is this actually going to be usable by non-experts? Hey, you know, is it something that I can roll out that I feel comfortable with extending to my team? Um, and so we have focused on making sure that, you know, you have that opportunity if you don't want to, uh, you know, talk to a human as much. Um, the, the, the thing there that I'll say is, uh, we are a product company, you know, we take the ability to, uh, you know, uh, lead you through, uh, your security program front to back, you know, online in our, in our product. But we also understand that security is a, like a, a sticky, scary topic a lot of times. And you just mm-hmm. want to talk to someone that can answer your questions and that you can trust and have a conversation with. So we we invested really heavily in client success. And so you can always see that like the, the second CTA there on the website is or book a demo, right? Um, and we've got that chat badge on the bottom of every single page for the most part. Uh, you know, that reaches our client success team who are very, very uh, uh, well suited to answer your security questions, customer or not. Uh, so depending on where you're at in your security journey, uh, what you're up against, if you know you just got the security questionnaire from a customer, you don't know what requirements you're supposed to meet from a compliance perspective, because there's lots of them, especially in the financial services industry. You know, just reach out, talk to us. We'll have a conversation. We'll we'll point you in the right direction. Yeah. All right, Brian Fritton, CEO of Havoc Shield. Your website, havocshield.com. Brian, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Josh. This is great. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, we have an audience of over 120,000 that we would love to promote your story to. Please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. I'm also so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free. No credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. What do you win? Well, we will promote you and retweet you and reshare you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans totally free. Can you also hook us up in your podcast player right now? please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. And we promise to read it all and take action. Thank you if you've done this already. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, please hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, 
That's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 to 20 minutes a day. My name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Oh,